You're listening to a podcast from News Plus Radio. This is Entertainment Weekly. Showbiz. There are eight great films. I want to acknowledge them and thank them for what they did. Gossip and all the latest stories from the world of entertainment. And there's also other technologies and stuff. There's some science fiction aspects to it that I haven't seen yet. Entertainment Weekly, bringing you the best of this week's showbiz news. everyone it is sunday the 26th day of october 2014 i'm sam duckett and you are listening to entertainment weekly if you're looking to catch up on what's new in showbiz with a weekly digest of only the biggest stories from the world of entertainment then this is the show for you we'll be here every sunday breaking it down for you on this episode of entertainment weekly from film zijia mu's one child makes the shortlist for the academy award Coffin in the Mountain wins the Grand Prix Award at Warsaw, China opens the first Silk Road Film Festival, and Chinese film 12 Citizens premieres at The Riff. From music, Kazabian Big winners at the Q Awards, Chinese pianist Lang Lang and Sting to perform at the UN Day concert, opera Ariadna Uf Naxos premieres in China, and the organizer of the concert in South Korea commits suicide. From the world of celebrities, Renny Zellweger hits back at a recent criticism about her looks, Argentina complains to the BBC over Top Gear presenter Jeremy Clarkson and Benedict Cumberbatch statue unveiled at the Madame Tussauds in the United Kingdom. There's all that and much more coming up on today's show, so stick around. You are listening to Entertainment Weekly on CRI's News Plus Radio. Chinese director Mu Zijian's film One Child has made the shortlist of eight documentary short subject contenders up for an Academy Award. One Child won a Student Academy Award in June for its look at the aftermath of the 2008 Sichuan earthquake in China. After a second round of voting by all members of the Academy's documentary branch, three to five of the films will be nominated for the prestigious award. The final nomination list will be released in January. Chinese movie The Coffin in the Mountain was honoured at the Grand Prix Award at the 30th edition of the Warsaw Film Festival over the weekend. Director Xin Yu Kun received the award from the Warsaw Mayor. The Grand Prix is the most prestigious award for the international competition. Coffin in the Mountain is a thriller that tells the story of three characters who are connected by an accidental killing. According to the jury, the film won the prize because of its challenging narration and a very subtle sense of black humour. Warsaw Film Festival is considered one of the world's major annual events dedicated to cinema next to Cannes, Venice and San Sebastian. The film The Silk Road International Film Festival has opened in China in the northwestern city of Xi'an. The six-day event is China's third international film festival following Beijing and Shanghai. Chinese director Huang Jianzhong is a guest of the festival. The Silk Road International Film Festival positions precisely. It allows cultural exchanges between different countries and regions along the Silk Road. So I think the festival would be more popular and closer to the mass. A total of 147 foreign and domestic films will be screened in Xi'an, the eastern destination of the ancient trade route. Industrial forums, films, concerts and other activities will be held during the festival. The Silk Road International Film Festival runs until Friday. 
Chinese drama 12 Citizens has premiered at the annual Rome International Film Festival, also known as RIFF. The tale is a remake of the Hollywood classic 12 Angry Men. Director Xu An transfers the plot of 12 ordinary people serving as jury in a murder trial to China. Xu said he based the film's characters on people he has met throughout his life. My understanding of China and of metropolis like Beijing provided the basis for me in creating the characters. The people I see in my life are just of such types as those in the film. The proportion of different types are almost the same as that in life. The prejudice, contradiction and the conflict in the film can also be found in my heart. Cast member He Bin thinks that 12 Citizens marks an important step for the Chinese film industry in developing less commercial films. The riff started in 2006. This year's festival is slimmed down to 40 films compared with 70 in 2013. So far, no Chinese films have won the Best Film Award. A release date for the China-France co-production film The Nightingale has been announced. According to the producers, the movie will hit the Chinese screens on the 31st of October. The film is set to compete in the Oscars. Director Philip Moyle said before he shot the film, he spent a year in China observing the Chinese people's way of life. Similar to its 2002 film The Butterfly, The Nightingale tells of an elderly man's unexpected travel with his eight-year-old granddaughter in the mountainous southwest China. Producer Paul Delbeck said he was attracted to the film because it shows a real China that is fast developing. The Nightingale release comes among the celebrations of the 50th anniversary of the establishment of the China-France diplomatic relations. The new season of Homeland is coming back, which is definitely good news for Homeland fans. Iranian-born actress Nazanin Boniadi's character has a bigger part to play in the upcoming storyline. Sean City has more. I can't talk to you. Hi, some Haqqani's alive. What? Haqqani is alive. Actress Nazanin Boniadi, who was featured in the third season of the Showtime hit Homeland, is a larger player as season four gets underway. Boniadi said about her character, Farah. I'm out in the field doing stuff. Um, I'm, I've, I've been assigned certain things to do by Kerry. And sometimes I, I act on my own initiative, which is, which, which is really refreshing. The character, I love what I love about Farah is she surprises even herself by her, with her strength. So she's doing things that you can see her devotion to the CIA and the mission of the CIA this season. She's, um, she's really, I think it's, tan- it's tantamount and it's, it's more important than anything else in her life at the moment. So she's really committed to doing, ensuring that justice prevails. Farah, are you still there? I'm here. I'm assuming you couldn't follow her. No, I'm on foot. What about Ion? Heading back the way he came. Okay, get back to the office as soon as you can in case he shows up there. Farah, good work. By episode 4, which just aired in the U.S. this weekend, Farah is on the ground in Islamabad, Pakistan, helping carry around a shadow operation in tandem with her work as CIA station chief in the region. Farah has been trained in the art of espionage, and she's very much now an agent in the field, and she's part of Kerry's team that she, Kerry, chooses to bring to Pakistan um, to work very closely with her to do whatever needs to be done this season, which I can't get into. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's very much on the on the ground. She's doing things that, like last season, where she where you found Farah, um, you know, being thrown into situations that were very unfamiliar to her. She really had to learn on the job. 
you're going to get exactly the same thing with Farah this season, but in a very different way. So she's in the field, she's undercover. Are you 100% sure? Check your email, I just sent you a video. Ghazi's leaving the apartment. He wants to go after him? Just wait. We're going to lose him. Then we lose him. We may have a game changer here. Homelander was rebooted for the new season following the death of Nicholas Brody, played by actor Damien Lewis. Boniardi said, It's just set a different tone. And we're set in Pakistan, which is a whole new setting. We're shooting in Cape Town, South Africa, which is a whole new setting for us film-wise. You know, filming so the energy is completely different. Uh, the actors, obviously, we have a whole slew of new actors. Uh, and the writing has really taken a different direction. And I think the, the characters and the dynamic between the characters have shifted quite a bit. Uh, you're going to see me working with, with Claire's character, Kerry. Farah and Kerry are going to be working, as opposed to Farah and Saul, which was the primary relationship for Farah last season. Um, you, and, and the dynamics have changed because uh, Saul is no longer the director of the CIA. And so, and Kerry has been elevated to a higher position in the CIA. So now you're going to see a, a, a reshuffling of, of character dynamics, I think. It's good to be nervous. Keeps you focused. My heart's going like a steam engine. Use that energy. You're a journalist. This is your chance at a big story. Homeland airs Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Showtime. You are recruiting him, just not for the reason that he thinks. The Taiwan movie Sex Appeal, a campus rape accusation drama, will hit Chinese mainland cinemas this Friday. Taiwan actor Leon Dai has been nominated for the Best Supporting Actor of the 2014 Golden Horse Awards for his role in the movie, and Xu Fei has more. Sex Appeal, or 不能说的夏天 in Chinese, is centered around a music professor surnamed Li, who told his student Bai Huihua that her lack of passion for music is her biggest hurdle. The confrontation in his office results in the professor raping the student. Following the rape, Professor Lee promised Bai that he would make her time at the university more comfortable under his special care. Fully aware of Professor Lee's act, his wife decides to tolerate and ensure that families stays together. Forty-eight-year-old Leon Dai plays the professor. Our Oriental culture is very conservative. Sometimes, even though we suffer from embarrassments, we opt to be silent. The embarrassment, such as extramarital affairs and triangle love, is something that the involved persons would feel shame to mention. Actually, the behavior that he or she could speak about those issues they used to keep away would heal the pain of the past. Meanwhile, it would develop as a lifetime pity if one would keep locking in the embarrassment he or she has suffered.
Before becoming a Golden Horse nominee for Best Supporting Actor, Liu Dai is more widely known as a film director and a screenwriter. His film Cannot Live Without You won Best Director, Best Film, Best Original Screenplay, and Outstanding Taiwan Film of the Year in the 2009 Golden Horse Awards in Taipei. Liu Dai says he feels nurtured by such a crossover of roles. 我不当导演的时候，呃，我在做的事情就是写写剧本，之外，我会做表演。Sometimes I would act in the movie in addition to be a film director and story writer. I see acting as an opportunity to learn, through which I could cooperate with many different film industry insiders and communicate with them. So I could understand their thinking towards film and film production. And all these are the source of my inspiration, and very helpful for my role as both a director and screenwriter. The winner of the nominations to the Golden Horse Awards will be announced on November 22nd. Alisa Chia plays Professor Li's wife. Sex Appeal, starring Vivian Su and Amber Kuo, is director Wang Weiming's feature debut. The director hopes his film may arouse public attention over the sensitive issue on sexual harassment of students by teachers and give the disadvantaged more care and concern. Disney Animation's Big Hero 6 will have its world premiere in Tokyo today at the Tokyo International Film Festival. Directed by Don Hu, Big Hero is about the friendship between the main character, a robot prodigy, Hero Hamada, and a robot Baymax created by Hero's brother, who tragically passes away. But co-director Chris Williams says the film's message is one of hope and courage. The emotional relationship between Hero and Baymax is the center of the film, and we know that Hero goes through a terrible loss. And、uh, one of the things that the film says is that when we lose people who are close to us, they can still live on through us, so we don't lose them completely. The movie is set in a fictitious and almost futuristic city of San Francisco, a mix of two technology-driven cities, San Francisco and Tokyo. This is the first time Walt Disney will be premiering an animation film in Japan. Following its festival premiere, Big Hero 6 will make a round of appearances at other festivals, including Austin, Savannah, Abu Dhabi, and Hawaii. It is set for its U.S. release on November 7th. Native Minute stage play Gigi Bond and Beanstalk, adapted adapted on the basis of the TV cartoon series Gigi Bond, will soon meet younger theatre goers in the China Puppet Art Theatre in mid-November. The play is about a funny, exciting, and miraculous journey to the Golden Goose Island that Gigi Bond goes on with his friends. Child audiences are expected to learn from the courage that Gigi Bond and his friends show in overcoming difficulties and correcting their mistakes. The play is a new and interesting way to revive the popular English fairy tale Jack and the Beanstalk. The cartoon Gigi Bond, which made its television debut in 2005, consists of many series. The live stage performances will adopt the 3D projection, which gives a realistic effect, like in IMAX. American World War II epic Fury smashed the U.S. and the Canadian box office in its opening weekend. If you think it can't get worse, it can, and it will. Dying's not done. The killing's not done. The movie starring Brad Pitt took in just over 23 million U.S. dollars in ticket sales. In the film, Pitt plays a hardened war veteran who leads his men, who are overcome by fatigue and traveling by tank in Nazi Germany through the final months of World War II. Fury kicked in two-time box office leader Gongo to second place. The thriller starring Ben Affleck collected 17.8 million U.S. dollars. 
Animated movie The Book of Life earned the number three spot with a debut of $70 million. Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day took fourth place with $12 million. And finally, the fifth place was The Best of Me, an adaption of Nicholas Sparks' 2011 novel, taking just $10 million US dollars on its opening weekend. A new trailer has been released for the Kubrick classic, 2001 A Space Odyssey, over 40 years after its first release. The 9000 series is the most reliable computer ever made. We are all foolproof and incapable of error. The movie has been commissioned by Warner Brothers in commemoration of the British Film Institute's sci fi days of fear and wonder season. 2001 A Space Odyssey won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects and is on the list of the 100 greatest films in the past century selected by American Film Institute. It chronicled David Bowman and his team of scientists' exploration of space. The Days of Fear and Wonder Season will include a panel discussion of the movie featuring Gary Lockwood, writer Sir Christopher Frayling, and physicist Professor Brian Cox. 2001 will make its reappearance in movie theatres across the United Kingdom from November 28th. British band Casabian were big winners at the Q Awards in London last night, picking up two prizes. The Rockers were named Best Act in the World Today and the Best Live Act at the event at the Grosvenor House in the city centre. Speaking on stage as the band collected their award, Casabian's Tom Megan paid tribute to his dad, who he accidentally ran over earlier this year. Hi, we're Casabian. Can I just、uh, thank everyone for making this record and you know, touring it and all that stuff? You know, this year I ran over my dad, right? And he survives. This is my old man. Love you, dad. <laughs> Pink Floyd drummer Nick Mason picked up Classic Album Award for the band's record, The Dark Side of the Moon. He accepted the award on behalf of everyone involved in the album's creation. Well, thank you, Billy. Thank you, Q. Lovely award. And I'm really accepting it, of course,、uh, on behalf of not only the band, but all the people who made this,、uh, this record what it was or is. Other winners included Ed Sheeran, who won the Best Solo Artist Award, and Sam Smith, who picked up the Best New Act Gong. Paolo Nutini's Iron Sky from his new Acoustic Love album was named Best Track, while Elbow's The Takeoff and Landing of Everything won the Best Album Prize. The Q Awards have become one of Britain's biggest and best publicised music awards, run by the music magazine Q. A Richard Strauss based opera, Ariadne auf Naxos, premiered in Beijing this week as part of the ongoing Beijing Music Festival. This year's event presents two operas to celebrate the 150th birth anniversary of the late German composer. Tu Song is the festival's program director. Opera is not a well known art form in China, not to mention that this one has never been put on stage in this country. But this time we hope that by bringing it to the Chinese audiences, they can have an idea of how the people presented their lives through the form of opera more than a century ago. The drama is co produced by Leip Zig. Opera House and China Philharmonic Orchestra. Elektra, the second Strauss opera, will be performed at the Polytheater on Friday. The Beijing Music Festival runs until the end of this month. One of the planners of a concert in South Korea, which saw more than a dozen people die last week, is to believe to have committed suicide. The 37 year old allegedly jumped out of a 10 floor building after being interrogated by the police. 
In a message he tweeted minutes before his death, he wrote, I have always tried to be considerate of every aspect, but out of my expectation, the tragedy happened. I'm really sorry. 16 people died when a ventilation gate they were standing on collapsed during Friday's outdoor performance by the popular girl band 4Minute. Around 700 fans attended the concert in Seongam City. UK actress Renée Zellweger has hit back a recent criticism about her appearance, saying she looks different because she's living a different, happy and more fulfilling life. The 45-year-old Oscar winner issued a statement to the People's Magazine after she became a trending topic on Twitter, with many fans claiming the actress had become unrecognisable. Her appearance at Ellie Magazine's Women in Hollywood event sparked a widespread internet discussion. Zellweger said she might look different, but who doesn't as they get older? Zellweger's most recent acting credit was in 2010, and she says people don't know me in my 40s. The Argentinian ambassador in the United Kingdom has made a formal complaint to the BBC about the recent behaviour of Top Gear host Jeremy Clarkson. Alicia Castro accused the host of the popular TV show of provocative and insulting behaviour during the filming of an episode in Argentina. She alleged that Clarkson had evoked memories of the 1982 Falklands War during the filming by driving a car with the number plate H982FKL. Clarkson said the number plate was a coincidence, but she accused him of insulting the government and the people. The BBC said it has received the complaint and would apply its usual processes. Nothing will keep Benedict Cumberbatch fans from coming to see his wax statue, whether it's rain, cold and an early wake-up call. The vivid wax statue was unveiled at the London Madame Tussauds on October 21st. Let's follow our reporter Chi Huiguan for the details. They ruffled his hair, took selfies and checked to see if every detail of his wax clone was correct. For some, it was the hand. For some, it was the eyes, but they all agreed this statue is a perfect likeness to the actor. Then Naomi Roper, who said he's a little bit lighter iris color in one of his irises. Well, Lauren Ellis agreed that they got the quirk spot on. You've got to check out the eyes, because he's got quite, quite, eyes. quite unique eyes. His hand is amazing. Hand is, that we love the hand. Yeah. yeah. Considering the actor sat down for two sessions with the museum sculptors for measurements, it's no wonder they couldn't find fault with the wax figure. John Comican is the lead sculptor. To me, he's a sculptor's dream. His face is just absolutely fantastic. It's like a, a sculpture in itself. So it's really enjoyable to do that. Obviously, people concentrate on the eyes. Um, and I'd say, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I wanted it to look absolutely brilliant. So, um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time making sure those eyes were right. Comkin added that he couldn't ask for a more cooperative subject. The thing about Benedict is he's just such a nice guy. He's just really warm-hearted, lovely man, really helpful. And um, yeah, we had a great time and it was a lot of fun, um, but it's quite an arduous task, uh, the sit-ins, and he worked really, really hard for us. The star earned a place in the hearts of many fans for his long-running TV role as Sherlock Holmes, as well as movie roles including the final two Hobbit films, Star Trek Into Darkness, The Fifth Estate, and the lead in the soon-to-be-released The Imitation Game, which is already earning him Oscar buzz. The statue is dressed in a suit made and donated by Spencer Hart, Cumberbatch's usual red carpet designer. Nico Fenner, spokesperson of Madame Tussauds, says... He is obviously an extremely iconic actor and known for many roles, including Sherlock, but we thought it was right to, to portray him at his best on the red carpet when he's been known to do a bit of photobombing in the past as well.
That actually brings me to the end of another edition of Entertainment Weekly. Be sure to tune in, but be sure to tune in next week for more fun facts and gab right here on CRI's News Plus Radio. Take care, everyone, and see you next week. Thanks for downloading this edition of the program. To find out more, please go to our website, newsplusradio.cn. We hope you enjoy it.